morning everyone or afternoon whenever you're listening to this. I hope you're well. hope everyone's doing great. Um, it was a, it's been a long weekend in Australia, the past weekend that's, yeah, the one that's just gone. Um, at least in Melbourne it was anyway, we had a four day weekend and I kind of felt off Thursday um, and I just kind of like pushed past it, didn't think too much about it and then Saturday night came and I had a bit of a breakdown um, which actually led to me basically staying in bed all Sunday and just kind of just soaking and basking into into like a bit of existential dread and just being lost on who I am but basically just a just a mini breakdown really and Monday morning came and I was like look no had a long weekend I'm just going to get back to work I'm going to get back into my normal routine so I woke up same time 5 a.m immediately when I woke up I just had this gut anxiety that like it it just it came from my gut but it just like sat in the back of my throat so every time I swallowed I'm like it's just a lump there like it it was really hard but like I carried on I was like it's fine it'll go away did my makeup got dressed and I went to the gym and (laughs) I do this very toxic thing with myself in the gym um it's probably one of my most toxic traits to detriment to my own detriment at least um but I play chicken with myself in the gym so what that means is I basically push myself as hard as I possibly can physically and mentally to see which one breaks first like kind of like a game of chicken um so I kind of like just work myself into the ground mentally and physically push myself as hard as I can to see you know is my body gonna break or is my mental gonna break hindsight I really should have seen that coming because I had a bit of a breakdown but you guessed it the mental side broke um and it spiraled into a panic attack I had to walk try to crawl myself um, into the into the stretching room and hold back like these tears and just this existential dread that came over me if anyone's had a panic attack you know you know exactly what it feels like it's it wasn't an anxiety attack it wasn't just normal anxiety or I was just crying because I was upset no it was a it was a full-on panic attack um Funnily enough, I did actually still go to work. I don't know how I got through that day. I was basically mute all day and bless the people I work with. They kept checking to see like if I was okay. I'm like, no, I'm fine. Mind you, I did text my boss privately and just kind of gave them, gave him a little bit in on the situation, um, but said that I was fine and I'm all good. However, <laughs> my brain has been complete mush since then and it is now it's now Sunday it's now Sunday so it's been almost a full week of my brain just being mush and I'm trying to kind of kick start it today because I need to get back to my normal self um I will will I continue to play chicken in the gym yes 
when it's needed, but maybe not at like 6am on a Monday morning next time. Um, because I feel like that's a bit, that's just a bit, uh, concerning and it's concerning because it's not, (laughs) it's by far not a healthy, um, trait and it just kind of ruins my mental and it's a bit self-deprecating if I'm already in a bad mood. Um, anywho, this kind of leads me on to today's episode. Um, kind of make it make sense. I'm still, I still feel really lost about the situation. I guess life in general at the moment. Um, but what this breakdown kind of taught me was that I feel like I have a very unrealistic perception of myself as an as an individual. I feel like I don't actually really know who I am or I do know who I am but the view that I have of myself versus the view I feel like majority of other people have of me is is very different and I feel like I don't give I feel like I don't portray the best version of myself as as I can or not even the best version but just the most realistic version I feel like I try to and not even like subconsciously I try to change myself so that I, I may be someone that's more comfortable to be around I guess I, I don't really know like that's that's why I'm so lost on that but I I feel like I'm a very optimistic positive like kind supportive person like I'm very compassionate I'm I'm very happy within myself and I'm happy with my life and I'm happy with the people in my life and I love my hobbies my passions I'm I I quite like myself. I feel like I'm very positive. I'm very kind and I'm a very happy person. But when I create anything, whether it's like a TikTok or a podcast episode or if it's I'm writing or I'm kind of doing anything or even if I'm finding new music or movies, everything has this kind of shadow of sadness in a weird way like the movies that I pick always have this heartbreaking storyline because that's what I enjoy but they make me happy and then the music I listen to it's raw and it it's it's so different and you know I can go from R&B to rapping to country to techno to bloody Disney princess musical songs like it's or Hamilton Hamilton is amazing yeah Hamilton is amazing I listen to that in the gym which is weird in itself but that's beside the point um but that's that's what I do and I feel like all of this has like an ounce of sadness behind it like the root cause of what I like in life and who I am as a person is rooted in this deep kind of feeling of sadness like I'm a very positive and optimistic person because I know that life can be very shit life is going to be shit and life is going to be 
you know, has been shit, will be shit, it tears you down and breaks you apart. However, there's good in it. So that's why I'm optimistic and positive. I always try to see the best in things, in situations. And I am such, I try to be such a kind and supportive and compassionate person because I didn't have someone like that to me when I was going through stuff. And I know the weight and the importance of a kind and patient and supportive person or friend to someone that's going through a hard time. And I feel like in a way, I never had that person to myself. So I'm being that person to others. And to and I try to be that person to myself to heal that kind of inner child. But everything I do is rooted in sadness or past trauma. I do everything because of what I've gone through. I don't do anything or I'm not the person I am today because it's just it's just nice to be that person. It's all rooted in some kind of trauma or an experience and all of those really dark and sad things have made me who I am today. And I know that's the reality of life. I know that's who I know that's I know that's how it works. I know that's how life works and personalities work. What you go through in life shapes you and it it makes you who you are today. But I I hate and I hate using the word hate. It's a terrible word. But I don't like being tied to trauma or to sadness. I don't like having those that history or those bits and pieces tied to my past and who I am currently at present. Um, in a in a weird way, I'm kind of like, yeah, I've, I've gone through it. I've done that. Yes, it's made me who I am today, but I don't want to think about it anymore. I don't want to revert back to it. I don't want it to be the reason why... I behave or act in certain ways sometimes. I I don't want it to be an excuse. I don't want it to be a reason for any of possibly my toxic traits or maybe my negative traits, even even my positive ones. Like I'm a kind person, yes. But I feel like I'm kind because of what I've gone through and maybe if I didn't go through all that stuff maybe I'd be an asshole of a person. It's it's such a it's such a weird way. It's such a weird thing that trauma changes who you are as an individual and you kind of yeah, you have you have control over it in a way to see whether it you go left or right from it, whether you fall into it and become it or whether you use it to push yourself into a better person or a better person than your abuser. But that part past is always going to be a part of you. It's always going to be a reason you do the things you do or a reason why you are the person that you are today. And that is okay. 
that's okay. And I'm glad that the things have happened to me have happened because I do like who I am today. I like the life I'm living. I like the life I'm creating. But I have this very deep sadness for my career, my family and friends, practically every relationship I have, including my partner, for myself in general, I feel sad for them. I, f- I kind of feel inadequate in, in, a, in a weird way. Um, how do I explain that? It's, it's like this sick cycle in my mind that's been playing over and over again for years now. It's, it's exhausting to me and I know it's exhausting to the ones closest around me. And I don't want to put that past on them because that's not fair and I feel like I carry the weight of my past more than I care to admit most of the time and as much as people deny it I know I'm I know I'm hard work I know I step on people's toes and my emotions fluctuate a bit too frequently for the normal person and as much as I try to be a better person I fall short I fall short a lot actually I overthink and I overindulge I create routines but never stick to them with long enough to become a habit I'm self-aware but I think that's to the point of my own detriment I'm hopelessly consumed in my own mind if I'm enough if I'm pretty enough thin enough curvy enough if I'm funny or if I just said the wrong thing I'm an introvert, but I don't know if that's because I love my alone time or if I exhaust myself from overthinking every human interaction and how I'm perceived by others. I know I'm far better than I was 10, 5 or even, you know, 6 months ago, but I'm aware enough to know that I'm nowhere close mentally to where I actually should be. I feel like I should be and maybe I'm just creating this false representation of what I should feel like. That's not even close to what the human existence does feel like. But then I begin questioning what should the human existence feel like in the first place? Should I be happier, more carefree? Or is or is that just going to turn into an, another existential crisis? Probably. So I'm not even going to go down there. But what I'm getting at is that I just feel like all of these things, because my past is why I'm the person I am today and as much as I try to be a better person, I feel like I'm very lost on who I am without my trauma. Yeah, I feel like I'm very lost on who I actually am as an individual if you take away my past or my trauma. Because without that, I feel like I'd be a very boring person and that's that's a really sad realization and I know it's not I know it's not realistic but I don't know what the realistic view of that would be like if I'm wrong please tell me but why am I wrong who would I be without it or would I just not know I feel like I'm constantly torn between who I have been and who I picture myself to be and somewhere in between I've gotten lost on who I am and who I want to become 
I feel like there's multiple versions of myself in my own head and sometimes I just think they're a cover-up to who I really am. You know, I feel like I'm confident, comfortable in my own skin, easygoing, but then I also feel like I'm shy but kind and supportive and nurturing. I would do anything for anyone and I trust wholeheartedly. But then there's another aspect of me where I'm like, I'm angry, I'm on edge, I'm frustrated, I can't stand being touched and I just feel like I'm the on the verge of just losing it, so to speak, to my anger. And chemically speaking, something is just not in balance. Something feels like it's it's missing in my brain, like my brain is actually sick. Like chemically, there's there's a bug or there's something in there that it's just it's not ticking the way it should be or the an as a little screw or something in the ticker is missing like it's that's what my brain feels like and it's such a bizarre sensation it it really is it's a bizarre sensation and being self-aware enough to realize that that's going on also kind of it just makes you question everything but in in retrospect I have decided to you know go back to therapy I started medication yesterday morning um have been feeling nauseous every time I eat and it's just kind of hitting me at random parts because I'm talking so much I can feel it like coming up (laughs) but it'll be good and I'm kind of putting this out there so that I stick to it and I'm holding myself accountable um, because I need it. I need it to chemically fix whatever is going on. And as much as I can try to heal myself, it it gets to the point where it's negatively impacting those around me. And I feel like my emotions are just a bit of a mess. And I am trying to handle them in a healthier way. But I feel like I have a very unhealthy way of thinking about emotions or even just coming to terms with them. Um, I kind of push them away or I used to at least. For, For an example, this is why I play chicken with myself in the gym. I... It's just to get me to push harder, push myself harder, make me get out of my comfort zone. But the other aspect of it is I need to sometimes, I need to pretty much force myself to feel stuff. I need to force myself to have emotions. Otherwise, I feel lost. I feel like I don't actually know what emotion I'm feeling because there's too many at once or it's just kind of foggy yeah I just feel like it's foggy um and I feel like this this has all come back you know to childhood um I love when therapists always talk about that how everything results back from childhood but it does and that is the shit thing about it how you were raised and what you went through as a child is the reason you are your person you you are your person you are the reason oh my gosh tongue twister why am I not speaking the way you grew up is why you are the way you are today I think that's how I meant it yeah I think that's how I meant it Um, but I feel like people don't put enough 
emphasis or try to understand what they went through as a child. They don't unpack um, their behaviors or the things they witnessed from their parents. They don't unpack that until years and years later or they don't kind of think about what their toxic traits are and where that actually came from. And a lot of the time it comes back to they witness their parent handling or dis- handling or displaying an emotion in an unhealthy way and that has taught them to handle it in that same way or a very similar way. For an example, my biological mother, for all intensive purposes, has untreated bipolar disorder. She has for years and years and years um, and I grew up with her until I was 16 years old. This uh, this basically gave me a grounding point on my stance on emotions in general. I wasn't. It wasn't just because I wasn't sure how to feel them, but I also wasn't allowed to feel them. It felt like I didn't have a starting point or a central figure to base emotions from because that was my caregiver. My central role model figure was my mother who did not emote in a normal or a healthy way, nor were her emotions a normal or healthy display of emotions. I didn't have a solid foundation to default back to. And that led to me seeing other people handle their emotions in a healthy way outside of my home environment to me, they were kind of, they were numb. Like they didn't feel things how I did. And it just led, it just added to my confusion. And when I get confused, it led to anger and sadness and frustration even more because I'm, I'm seeing these people handle their emotions, but they're not expressing them. Um, or if they do express them, they have control over it. And that was just so foreign to me because I'm so used to seeing someone in, you know, just in, in just fits succumbing to their emotions. And no matter what the emotion was, it was extreme um, either way. And you were, and you didn't have control over it because you didn't know when the switch would flick. Um, and that kind of led to me feeling like an imposter um, as a child, because I was made to feel like that I couldn't have emotions, that I wasn't allowed to experience them. Um, so I had to force myself to become this person without emotions or faking calmness while in my mind I I was experiencing very, very strong emotions that were making me question my own existence. And in a way, my mind felt the most dangerous place to be in um, because I didn't know how to comprehend or tackle my emotions. Um, And this led to me internalizing a lot of anger, um, but, you know, also stress, sadness, happiness, envy. Um, I wasn't made to feel like I was allowed to have emotions because uh, I grew up in a domestic violence household and, if you were anything but quiet, out of the way, 
um, basically non-existent, then you would survive. And emotions, as healthy as they can be, were not a part of that. Um, They were not a part of that and they were made to feel frowned upon. Even though you were surrounded by people that had very strong, very intense emotions, yours, like mine, were just not they weren't deemed as necessary. They weren't important. They weren't, they're the abusers. So why do my emotions matter? Why am I taking up space or taking up sound um, by feeling that way? Which now I'm 24. I understand a very unhealthy, very, very toxic, abusive. um, And obviously I would never do that to my child, but that's, that's, what my backbone for feeling emotions was like. I didn't know how to express emotions and I didn't know how to feel them in my own in my own healthy way and that led to me internalizing majority of them um, to the point where I I did I felt too little or I felt too much. And when I felt too little I would have to force myself to feel something. Um and whenever I did, because those feelings were still obviously there and I basically had to force them to come out, when they did come out, because I was taking those steps to force them, the emotions would be bigger than originally they were if I just felt them when they came about. Um, but I would push them down when they did come about, so I didn't really know how to handle them um, until they were this huge encompassing emotion because I would try to fight fight them and pull them out. But now, <laughs> I feel like I'm a very emotional person. Sometimes I still have to schedule in time to feel certain emotions like sadness. I have to force myself to feel certain things. There are emotions that I still don't quite know how to tackle. Um, Those being anger and frustration. I I really struggle with those two feelings. Um, It's, I feel like... I feel like they're not they're not me. I don't want to feel them. I don't like how they feel when I feel them. Um and I and I do understand that I feel like at heart maybe I am sometimes an angry person. I'm angry at the world. I'm angry at people for doing what they did to me. I'm angry that I don't understand why people do what they do. And, I, and I'm angry that I'll never understand the reason or someone's intentions to why they did what they did to me. And I'm angry at that. I am. I'm angry that there's so much bad in the world and people are still creating it every day. I'm mad and I'm frustrated that people don't see the wrongs in their actions or behaviours. I'm frustrated that it takes it's so hard for people to change and I'm frustrated that people don't want to change even when it's hurting others um and all of that it's it's very uncomfortable for me I don't like feeling it 
And, you know, that's one of the reasons I am going back to therapy to learn to handle those emotions. But for now, I don't have the toolkit to fix that. Um, I have the toolkit to fix the other emotions though. And so that's what I focus on because I want, so because the best way you can heal and you can learn to feel your emotions is by creating a safe environment for yourself. You need to feel, you need to create a safe space in your room or in your car or wherever you, you are so that no matter what emotions come out, no matter what you need to express or let out, you know that you are in a safe place to do it. There is nothing around you that could hurt you. The people around you are going to withhold judgment um, or will let you have that time and will not judge you after it. They won't, you know, call you weird or embarrassing and you feel safe physically emotionally you feel safe and if you don't feel safe you cannot allow yourself you cannot allow your emotions to breathe and the next way that you the net the next basically most important thing is you can't overthink it you can't you need if you're not used to feeling emotions you can't overthink them. You can't be like, okay, I'm going to feel sadness. I need to feel envy. I need to feel jealousy. So I'm going to do this to make me feel this. You can't overthink it like that. Or you can't feel like, oh, well, this emotion made me feel this way. And this emotion led me to doing this behavior. No, you, you have control over your emotions, you have control over your brain, your behavior, your actions. No emotion should dictate your actions or behaviors or what you say or how you treat people. It shouldn't. I don't care what mental illness you have or what's going on in your life or what that person did. You have control over your actions, behaviors, and what you say and do to other people. Enough said. There's no excuse for that. So how did I actually, how was I able to actually Tell, tell myself or teach myself to self-soothe and feel emotions and become more um, okay with feeling them. Um, and this it, this is probably going to sound a bit depressing to some people, but to me it was a very it was very healthy. It's a release. It was good. Um, forcing myself to feel to do things like cry from a sad movie and, or music and. Mind you, really find a sad or sad movie or sad song, play it on repeat, put all of your focus into this movie and just allow yourself to be in the movie. Don't think about anything else, push out everything, lock your door, don't let anyone else in, tell them I need two hours to myself, put it on and just allow yourself to feel whatever arises from that movie or song if there's some if there's a sad scene if there's um a scene that's causing a bit of anxiety or you know raising your heart rhythm allow yourself to feel that lean into it lean into the joy if you feel like your your heart is expanding your chest is expanding and it's fluttering when there's a really happy scene or a sad scene, 
lean into that. Allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to re- release that emotion, no matter how um, you know happy or sad that emotion is. It's healthy. For, for me personally, it's cathartic. It's a release. It makes me feel better. It allows me to form a healthy connection and release my emotions in a safe and controlled setting whilst giving me confidence that it's okay to do it. And I can stop at any given time. I can pause the movie. I can pause that song and I can leave the room and go for a walk if I want to make myself feel better. Um, if or if it becomes uncomfortable, I have every power in myself to stop doing whatever I'm doing and do something positive to change it. Um, now this eventually over time led me to actually allow myself to give in to emotions in public or watching movies with a partner or friend. The downside to this is that emotions in society as a whole are labelled as weak. Their value is kind of shunned or made fun of. If you're watching a rom-com at cry and cry at the ending or in a blog in a big plot twist scene and someone laughs because you're getting teary-eyed or crying, it can be quite hard. And for me personally, when someone does this, it pulls my focus away from the scene and my own emotions. It it actually blocks that release and it's very hard to open open that door back again and get back into it and I automatically become very angry because I feel like someone isn't allowing me to have this moment that I desperately need um and it's it's really it's really hard (laughs) it is really hard and I've tried counteracting feelings of anger um or feelings of frustration because I'm uncomfortable with it And I've tried being overly kind, obnoxiously caring and sweet. I've tried to be the complete opposite of that feeling. And it doesn't work. Sometimes you need to have an outlet to let frustration and steam off, like the gym, like running, like anything. Moving your body, like raising your heart rhythm, it is going to force your body to let off some of that steam it releases the endorphins so it's it's a positive thing to do but if you don't release anger or frustration and if you don't release your emotions whatsoever um it's gonna build up a lot of resentment towards yourself and no one likes resenting themselves and it will end up damaging you it'll damage the people around you and that's not going to be healthy for anyone um however um i feel like i didn't really get to many of the points today but this is what's been going on in my brain it's a bit confusing um i feel a bit lost I'm trying to get a grip of what's going on mentally for my sanity's sake. I'm trying to get a grip of kind of the ways that I view myself and I feel like that does all come back to emotions and being in the present, not the past or the future. And no matter how how confusing my emotions get, they shouldn't dictate how I view myself or how I view my life.
and I need to learn that. So therapy, the first therapy session is going to be fun. I still need to call and make an appointment, but I have started medication, so that's a positive thing. Um, And honestly, I'm looking forward to just being stable, to being grounded. I need, you know, I need that stability in my life. It's like everybody does. Um, And I will get there. Um, Yeah, it will make sense eventually. Even if it doesn't right now, your life and your feelings will make sense eventually. So just hang on in there. (laughs) That's all for me today before I confuse myself even further. I hope you have a good weekend, week, whenever you're listening to this. And I'll catch you later. Bye.